Are you looking for a short, educational, and entertaining podcast your kids can listen to while you cook dinner, fold laundry, or just need a few minutes to yourself? Then check out Mysteries About True Histories by Starglow Media. It's so, so cute. I listened to a few episodes, and when it was over, I was like, dang, that was really fun. It's made by the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and the Netflix show, Brainchild. So these people know what they're doing. As a little background info, every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning really cool. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and more. So it's perfect for kids ages six and up. There's a new episode every Thursday, each filled with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today is an awesome conversation. Um, it's with someone who is going to be on our Family Made live panel, That's which right. we're really excited about. But it's Rachel Cruz, and she... Is one of my new favorite people. Rachel's a bona fide legend. She's yes. Dave Ramsey's daughter. Grew up talking about finances and budgeting and how to have financial freedom. Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn more about Dave Ramsey and Ramsey Solutions and what her family has done and built, they have so many helpful tools if you're looking to uh, get on a budget, get out of debt, all these things. But Rachel herself has quite the resume. She's written now four books. Yep. This is her fourth, her newest book. It's called I'm Glad for What I Have. It's her first kid's book. Yes. And it's all about being content. But she's also written two New York Times bestsellers. Yep. One is Smart Money, Smart Kids. Another is Love Your Life, Not Theirs. Um, her third book is Know Yourself, Know Your Money. And I thought the conversation was just really great. It was insightful. It was helpful. It was practical. It was funny. Yeah. We laughed. <laughs> so nice. She also has two podcasts. Make sure you check them out. The Rachel Cruz Show. And smart money happy hour, but she is awesome. She had so much wisdom to share, and just like practical things that you can implement within your family to help with kids, with your marriage, with finances, with everything. Yeah, we've done a couple episodes on money now. We did one with Greg and Allison Balmer about generosity. Uh, mm -hmm. Stephen Linda Zanaco, we talked about money, but this was a just a really good, well balanced conversation. And I hope you learned something yourself for those listening. And if you want to learn more about Rachel, find her new book and see everything she's up to. We'll link her information down below. And Rachel, thank you for the time. Thank you uh, for coming in. It's so good to be connected. I feel like it's been years in the making. I know. And without further ado, we bring you Rachel Cruz. Rachel, I feel like it's been a long time coming. I know. Oh, it's like a T-Swift song right there. It's, is that? <laughs> it's a long time coming. I was like. <laughs> I, is that a lyric to her song? Uh, yeah, it's a lyric. Okay. <laughs> That's how she opened her Eras tour. Wow. It's okay. We won't go down that road. But yes, it has been. I feel like. Yes, I know. It and has. we've had like mutual friends. So many. In Nashville. So yeah. yeah. I know. Thanks for having me. Yes. We've Thank just been here. cutting it up for the last 20 minutes. And I feel like we could keep going. <laughs> I know. But we need. We, we have need stuff to, to talk about. That's work. right. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Newest Thank book. Thank you. I'm glad for what I have. Yes. Comes out in November. I know. Yes, November 7th. I just want to say, day. I'm so excited for this book. Thank you. Our daughter turns four in two weeks, and she, no joke, has all of a sudden been talking about money. Yes. And she's like, Mommy, can I buy this? I have enough money. And I'm like, you don't have any, but it's okay. We should <laughs> talk okay. about this. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we literally had the conversation the other day of like, should we start doing some sort of like 
system. system. Yes, I know, I know. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, my kids, they are, yeah, they're uh, eight, six, and actually four today. Yep. That's what we're recording oh, this podcast. Happy birthday. Yeah, it's his fourth birthday today. Um, so he's, yeah, right close to your daughter. And, mm-hmm. um, but it was so funny because, char- yes, because the four year old was the yep. one last year at three years old made yep. a comment of like, just Amazon it. That's what he said, just <laughs> Amazon it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've created a monster. Yeah. Like, I can't believe this. Yep. And it was that moment. And I was like, that. And then my middle daughter, who I dedicated the book to, um, she is my she's my my little spender. She's six, but oh. she will oh and the stuff and the ba- the clothes. The sh- I mean, already at six, and she's just like, oh mom, can we please? And I get it because that's me. Yeah. I'm a natural spender, okay. so I'm like that's I totally me. understand it, and I yeah. feel her so much. And then my older is like the saver, the responsible one, you know. Okay. So all that to say, the book, this book, it leans more on contentment. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I just wanted, especially my middle daughter, because I dedicated it to her, where I was like, mm-hmm. I want her to know, like, stuff is not bad. Yeah. You can have some great stuff in life, but your stuff cannot own you. And if you get in this mm-hmm. rabbit hole yep. or this, this you know, hamster wheel of believing the newness of stuff yep. is going to just keep me happy, yep. you're going to run and run and run forever and get literally nowhere. And you're going to be so discouraged and you're going to be out of money. <laughs> it's yep. not going to be a good plan. Because I feel like that. That's yep. kind of my tendency. So... So the contentment side of it, I really, I think is huge. And then the tactical side, like what you're saying of how to start implementing and teaching them actual money principles is so important too. But this book, yeah, it's more the heart around the stuff Mm -hmm. that we have and what really makes us happy. Our daughter sounds like your middle daughter. Okay. Because her Mimi, her grandma, my mom. And you. This is my little spender, by the way. Yeah, okay, this okay. Are you right the here. saver? That, do you naturally, are you more of a saver? No, no. Are y'all both savers? <laughs> Andrew <laughs> likes to say he's a minimalist. <laughs> but the amount of Amazon boxes that come with some sort of tech that is yes. for work always. Yes. It's You're always like for husband. work. And yeah. I'm like, it's an airplane simulator. How yeah. is that for work? <laughs> We're both spinners. But our daughter gets something new. Uh-huh. probably every other day yes, yes and i'm always and she'll be like what do you have for me today and i'm like okay this is dangerous this is really dangerous i know i know that but feeling i'm curious uh what is your and your family's philosophy or psychology with money like how do you view it you mentioned yeah. it's not bad to have stuff but don't let your stuff own have you, you. Yeah. right yeah mm-hmm. can you expand more on that because i think that's yeah. so crucial yeah mm-hmm. i think money it's a really interesting subject in life because I feel like money's the one thing that has a number to it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we could talk about, you know, how great a parents we are, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, but there's not like a number to that. Yeah. Or you could be like, gosh, marriage, it's a hard season right now, but there's not like a, there's not a number to that. But your money has a number. And mm-hmm. what's happened is, I think as a society, as our culture, we've latched on to that number, mm. whether it's your salary, whether it's your net worth, even your debt level. A lot of mm-hmm. people, it's, that's the shameful, like, the side that people feel a lot of stress over mm-hmm. is the debt side, that number. But there's numbers everywhere. And so these numbers end up defining us. And mm-hmm. so what I really, my encouragement to people always is to break that. And mm-hmm. like those numbers cannot define who you are. So then what does that leave money? Well, money is a tool. It's not our identity. Mm-hmm. And our net worth has become our self-worth. And we have defined so much of who we are by what we have in our numbers in our bank account and also our stuff that we've accumulated. So, mm. so the biggest perspective that... I hope my kids here and as I talk about money a lot in life is that it's a tool. It's not good. It's not bad. But when you put it in the hands of a person, mm-hmm. that's going to determine whether you use it for good or use it for bad. And so who we are is so huge in this process because, you know, I think ma- money also magnifies who we mm-hmm. are. And that's why I teach people all the time to be giving regardless of where mm-hmm. you are financially, even if you're getting out of debt or you're saving up for an emergency fund, 
wherever you are, you need to be giving because that is part of your character and who you mm -hmm. are. And if you start to build wealth, Dang. that's what's magnified. So, so money kind of gets a bad rap because I think people reverse it and think it's the money that's the issue, but it's really the person wow. <laughs> that's the issue. Wow. We were, uh, we just had the opportunity to go down to Tijuana and build a house mm -hmm. for oh, wow. a, a mm -hmm. family, which I'm super glad my parents kind of instilled that discipline in us. And I was talking to a couple of people down there who made their first trip and they're talking about this impulse they had to say, no, I don't want to go do this or give towards this cause because mm -hmm. I don't have this number in my bank mm -hmm. account yet. And then they had this revelation of, you know, when you see someone who's who has nothing totally that if I'm not giving now, I probably won't be giving mm -hmm. when I do have that number. You know what I'm saying? That's and exactly it, it is right. a, it's a practice. Yes. And. I don't know if it gets easier. Does it get easier? <laughs> I'm going to say it doesn't because I do think it's more of a heart issue. I really yeah. do because here's the thing. The lifestyle creep is real too, right? If you mm -hmm. make 10 grand more a mm -hmm. year, suddenly yeah. that's going to be that's going to be tied up in something. Yeah. And then you just and and it keeps moving. That finish mm -hmm. line doesn't stop. It keeps yeah. moving. So if you don't keep these habits in practice regardless mm -hmm. of what you're making, it's very hard. Not saying that it can't be done. It definitely mm -hmm. can. But yeah. I think people are under the illusion if I just had more money, I would give. Mm. And again, I think it's more of a heart issue than a math issue. That's so good. I always love the example. Someone said this to me the other day. They were looking at graduating houses so that they were moving into a larger house. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I'm going to have so much extra space. And I was like, what's funny is you won't in a year. <laughs> yes. You'll fill it. Absolutely. And it's just yes. like, that's life. Yes. Like we've lived in apartments before and it was plenty of space. We move into a house and there's so much extra until there's not. Yep. And you just like keep filling the gap, mm -hmm. which is kind of terrifying. Yeah. So unless you like break the habit. That's right. And it's the same way with money, right? Yeah. You think if I just had this much more, oh my gosh, of course I would. <laughs> but you're like, no, over time, yep. your li yeah, life just keeps moving on. It mm -hmm. does. Unless you're intentional with it, right? Unless you're like, this closet gets nothing. Just yeah. to say that we have nothing <laughs> yeah. in it, right? Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, it's hard. And it's the human nature, right? And I think we kind of have to fight against that. Yeah. But it's, it's revealing. Mm -hmm. So I love having a children's book that's mm -hmm. rooted in being content. Yeah. Because... Being content is achievable for everybody, you yeah. know, what I'm saying? no matter what your situation or station mm -hmm. in life is. But it's so hard to fight that current of desire that we all have yes. or like that overwhelming want or, I don't know, jealousy or envy. Like when mm -hmm. you see the new backpack your peers have or the new car, it's like the same thing. It oh, never yeah. changes. It's like totally. the new comparison sneakers, is real. new backpacks, mm -hmm. new toys, oh, new yeah. house, new like wow okay how much do we actually change but being content is the one place you can kind of plant your flag and say no this is good and yes yeah you can get a new house but are you content that's right it all so. yeah a hundred percent yeah it's a practice for sure i'm curious something that i read was you started speaking at the age of 16 yeah about finances so that's yeah that's generous sort of <laughs> I, uh, I would, i'll tell you the real story <laughs> no i would try so this was again back in 2003 ish you know and my dad at the time was doing these big like arena events yep. throughout the country so i would go and do like a kids quote unquote kids pitch of okay. here's how kind of what we're talking about today how to teach your kids about money and we had like a kids product um set so i would talk about that and all yeah so okay. it was like a five to ten minute little which uh, is still really impressive to, well so i still did yeah i mean I, yeah i still did it it's what and i every saturday i'm like i would travel 
and like throughout throughout high school. I'm like, I remember I stayed for homecoming. There were like wow. a few events. I was like, I'll stay, but I loved it. I was like, I enjoyed it so much. I loved being with my dad. And then I loved public speaking, which was so bizarre because that's not very normal. So I kind of just tucked that away. So to give like a foundational understanding, at 16, what knowledge language did you have around finances that your dad had instilled in you or taught you that you were teaching other people? Or like, what would you want your 16 year old to know by the time they're 16? Yes. So I would say uh, there's like the, the basics around money. And so uh, and the basic basics are like give, save, spend. Okay. And so what does that look like in each of those categories? Give, we, you can go so many different directions, whether with your time, you know, it can be a trip, it can be with your money, like you, that's a whole bubble. Saving can get mm-hmm. a little bit more complicated because mm-hmm. as kids, they could just save for a toy that they mm-hmm. want in three weeks, right? And yep. it's like a little bit of that delayed gratification, but learning that. But as adults, we're learning to save up for an emergency fund, to have money just sitting there in mm-hmm. case something happens. We're learning to save for the future to invest, mm-hmm. which includes retirement, investing, kids, call. I mean, you can go mm-hmm. down all those lanes. So it can, that kind of starts to splinter out. Uh, and so at 16, I would say I could pro- I could probably give you like a very high level of some of that, not deep dive okay. at 16. And then the spend aspect of understanding like purchases, quality, quantity, you know, th- those kind of things. So those mm-hmm. are the tactical sides. So at 16, again, it was more talking about my story. How did my parents teach me about money and learning, you know, how to work for it? commission versus mm-hmm. allowance, you know, those kind of things. So that's what I was, that's what I was talking about. But I remember going to college. Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Tennessee. And I do remember people asking questions or talking about mm-hmm. money, whether it was student loans, signing up for credit cards. Because when I was in school, you could still sign up for credit cards on campus. They've banned that now. I was going to say, that is But it was like free terrifying. t-shirts and, oh, oh, yeah, for like a free pizza what? and stuff. Yeah, crazy. So it was like you... Crippling debt for a free pizza. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It was everywhere. For an 18-year-old. And so, oh, yeah, and then actually, I think they, they changed the law, I think, when I was at school, because at UT, if you're familiar with that campus, there's an area called The Strip, and it's right outside by the stadium. Yeah. So people would then pile there, because it wasn't technically on campus. But I remember oh people, gosh. you know, my own peers, yeah. it was very normal to do that. And I just remember thinking, I don't know a ton, yeah. but I know not to do that. Like, I'm yeah. not going to do that. I'm yeah. not going to sign up for that credit card. Um, but that's kind of what opened my eyes. Like, okay, there's some, like, basic knowledge and the heart around money that my generation probably needs to know Hmm. what habits do you instill with your kids do you have routines or practices do you do allowances wait explain you said allowances or commission yeah so we do commission (laughs) not allowance okay talk to me (laughs) this is how i grew up so we kind of implemented this (laughs) so instead of just like handing your kids money. I'm sold already. They have to do something for it. So like that's how I grew up. Like I was never handed money. Mm-hmm. When we were 16, we got our own checking account and mom and dad did give us an amount of money every month okay. and we were in charge of clothes, going to movies, gas, everything was in that amount. But up until then, you had to do stuff. They did that at 16. At 16 they did. Yes. Yep. Is that the right age? Is that what you're doing? Uh, for the checking account probably, maybe even I mean it's like a student checking account, but yeah, right. but I had to, yeah, y'all, I, as the spender, yeah, I bounced three checks because you still wrote <laughs> checks then. So like I bounced three checks. Are you ready this? At Hollister. Back when of I was course. like a junior <laughs> in high school, <laughs> shopping at Hollister, wrote bad checks to Hollister. Oh uh, yeah. So wow. that was a good lesson though. But I'm like, I'm glad to learn that at 16 yeah. versus 23 or whenever you're out of the house. So, so yeah, 16, I think is a good age because you're driving at that point. 
but to have a debit card mm. and to have to keep track of your account, mm-hmm. which again, my world, when we were yep. kids, it was Quicken on your family yep. computer. You know, now it's apps and all yeah. of that, which yeah. is great. But oh yeah, I, I would. And what's scary, not scary, what's different today is money is just not visible. Yes. I mean, even your, even cards now, people are, yeah. it's with your phone, you mm-hmm. know, or you're buying online. And so for my kids, I want them to tangibly see cash Mm-hmm. I want them to tangibly see a car. Like I want them mm-hmm. to see an action happening mm-hmm. that requires a purchase because now it can just be two taps on your phone and yeah, your pizza is delivered, you know, yep. which is convenient and great. But for kids sake, I'm like, just Amazon it. If there's, I know that's right. Just do it. <laughs> that's just how bad it was. That's how bad it was. I will say, I don't know if this is a good thing to acknowledge or a bad thing, but I've already taught my daughter how to pay with a credit card. Oh yeah. So like at the grocery store. Really. Oh, did she like put the like put oh, put yeah. it in the machine and stuff? But she she knows that we can't leave without doing it. Okay. Yes. That you have to have a form of payment because she'll like to try take. to eat something. I'm like, baby, we can't do that until we pay for it. Oh, funny. Yes. And so yes. she get the credit card out and she knows how to put it in. And like, see, they're feeling. I don't the, know. Feeling good or it. bad. Might be on the road show. No. Yeah. It's great. I, f- I feel like we. Ri- are I can't right applaud the-, the credit card to keep on brand. <laughs> yeah. But, but the <laughs> idea that she's seeing money, I think, is great. It's a debit card. <laughs> <laughs> She's right on the cusp of, I feel like, needing to know about that. We were down in Mexico, and they had this, like, mart of uh, different things. And she was like, Daddy, can I have money to buy that? And I was like, I don't have money. Do you have money? She was like, no, I don't have money. Can you give me some? And I was like, oh, geez. All right. This is is time. But But we had the conversation. I was like, we could find some stuff for you to do. Yeah. To earn it. And again, it's very age appropriate too, right? I'm like, you know, my eight-year-old can do something way different than my my now Mm -hmm. four-year-old. So yeah, and the trust level obviously is very Mm -hmm. different. But yeah, I mean, small little things of like, we're not going to just like leave a mess. So Mm -hmm. let's, you know, and again, it's very small age appropriate stuff, but just to start to ingrain that money comes from work. We have to do something. And I will tell my kids like, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. So we can make money so that we can go on a fun fall break trip or like whatever, you know, to eat. Well, mm-hmm. All the stuff that we do is yeah. because we have to do something else in order to earn it. We were watching one of your past shows mm-hmm. uh, about growing up. Y'all did really great research, by the oh, way. We know everything. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I was like, I'm very impressed. Y'all are great. Appreciate that. Don't give us too much credit, Rachel. <laughs> but uh, you talked about growing up broke. Okay. And I'm curious from then like your early years growing yeah. up broke to now, what has changed in your relationship to money, but mm-hmm. what's also stayed the mm-hmm. same through that? I imagine there's been a wide range. That's of- good. Yes. Um, yeah. So mom and dad filed bankruptcy the year I was born. So I was born in April. They filed in September of that mm-hmm. year. So they had my sister who was two mm-hmm. and then a newborn baby. They went through all of that. Um, so my, so of course I don't remember that uh, initial moment. But the years to come climbing out of that hole, I mean, I, you know, all through elementary school, I would say, I mean, it took a good 10 years or so Mm -hmm. for them to get Mm -hmm. some level of grounding and movement. Um, And I credit mom and dad a lot, too. They kept everything pretty low key. So even Mm -hmm. as things Mm -hmm. began to grow, Mm -hmm. we didn't really know. I mean, even in high school, I'm like, I -hmm. I had no clue Um, because they were pretty. Yeah, it just wasn't. elaborate if that makes sense mm-hmm. so as I got older went to college and stuff I started I started seeing my parents spend more mm-hmm. and all of this I'm like y'all what is going on you know I was like <laughs> oh my gosh like where was I you know in high, in high school high school Rachel would have loved this uh and so in that watching them in a totally different season of life than me um handle a level I'd say a level of wealth but do it in such a way that is still so generous mm. understanding that the stuff that 
they have does not own them. Mm-hmm. Um, from a real standpoint, I mean, they do a really good job at not um, uh, letting it define them. Mm. And and seeing their consistency through it all and the big principles stay the same. So mm-hmm. so as I'm watching them live that out gives me, I would say, a level of security and hope mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, as I'm doing this life starting out, you know, only through 35, I'm like, even as we as our unit, our family unit, the cruises, start to win in life financially, X, Y, and Z, I'm like, okay, I can still have these overarching principles of how money works can still stay consistent regardless of what money mm-hmm. is in your account. That's and really good. those principles, I think, still are, yeah, that, um, I mean, scripture says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And it's the mm-hmm. love of it. It's not money itself. It's mm-hmm. the love of it, though. And so, again, it's that, it's that perspective that is so mm. huge that I'm like, it cannot be the thing that defines us. And Winston, I say, too, we're like, we snap our fingers and everything's hit the fan mm-hmm. and we got to go live in an apartment and mm. have our three kids and we have to move out of Nash. You know, like if something that happens, how are we? And I just feel like we've done the work as a family that I'm like, I, you know, you can never say, mm-hmm. I'm sure it would be hard, but, mm. but I'm like, but like, we're good. Like, the, mm-hmm. like we are who we are and the stuff is fun, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the thing that is us. So I don't know if that answers your question exactly, but I think there's, there's a heart there that I think regardless of, where you are in life can still stay consistent, but you have to really keep a pulse on it too. And I think, I think family mm-hmm. is huge. People around you, friends who you hang out, you know, I think there's a level too yeah. of similar values of the people that are closest in your life that mm-hmm. kind of keep that easy. Yeah. If that makes sense. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft, and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. It was kind of um, similar to what you were 
talking about earlier, but it's so important. And when you understand that it's two different things, like who you are and what you have, yes, it really is kind of empowering because it puts the ownership on, hey, no matter how much or how little yep. I have, I can still be this type of person. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. That that's is, right. I mean, it's profound where it's, you know, you you have complete security in a way knowing that your worth is not in your number because yes. you could have zero dollars but still be this generous person. Yep. I don't know. Like you get to marinate on that a long time. Yes, you know? because the truth is too, I'm like, I've met wealthy people who are jerks yeah. and are gross. Yeah. And you're like, I kind of want to take a shower after hanging out with them because yep. they're just like kind of slight. They're nasty. <laughs> but I've met some of the most generous people mm-hmm. and with what they've chosen yeah. to do for their family, for others is it's it literally it's, it's unbelievable. It's mm-hmm. unbelievable. And then I've met people who are broke, living paycheck to paycheck, yeah. that are a jerk. Yep. Yeah. And that are not nice. Yep. And then you've met some of the kindest, most wonderful people and they're living paycheck to paycheck. Right. So I'm like, you can have them in any, any bucket. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I'm like, it, it is it's the person that decides that. And yeah. so um it's good. Spiritual side, therapy side, all mm-hmm. that's really good <laughs> in life to have grounded. We've had that conversation a lot. We ask ourselves that exact question that you said earlier, probably monthly, which is like if we lost everything yeah. today, yep. would we be good? Yep. And it's kind of like that repri like making sure our priorities are still in the right place of Yes. And we still answer yes, but we have that conversation a lot, similar to what you were talking about of our upbringings are different than our children's upbringings. Yes. We live in Nashville. Yep. We don't live in Des Moines, Iowa or Indianapolis. Our our children's lifestyles as kids mm-hmm. is different than ours. Yes. I still remember going shopping with my mom for back to school shopping every year. And we had this little ritual where we could go through the store and I could kind of collect everything that I saw my eye, like that I liked. Yes. And I could fill a basket, but then we'd put it on layaway. Yes. Do you remember layaway? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And my mom would always say, okay, we're going to put it on layaway. We're going to spend two weeks. We're going to think about our favorite items. Wow. And when we go back, we can get three of our favorite mm. items for school. So good. And it's like, how do you implement that now yes. in a different lifestyle, a blessed lifestyle that we're very fortunate to have without just being like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll buy you a new toy since it broke. Yes, 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 yes. And it, it's terrifying. Yep. Because you don't want your kids to be entitled. I'm curious how you're managing that with your girls who are spenders or your little boy. It's just how do you manage living in a lifestyle where you can, but I know, oh. but you don't or should or I don't know. What do y'all do? <laughs> hey, we've well, got three and two year olds. Okay. <laughs> no, I, Winston and I, we've talked a lot about this um, because, yeah. I think Winston and I grew up very, I mean, it was not a lavish, Yeah, it wasn't a lavish lifestyle growing up. Um, well taken care of, loved all the things. But yes. um, so we've always said the pattern that we want to see, that we want our kids to see day to day is the pattern that's going to set them up for life. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be exclusions to that. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a great vacation where mm-hmm. they go stay at a great hotel. They have no idea how great it is. Yeah. But mom and dad do. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, or there's going to be like a, <laughs> so a great, true. a great new minivan that I'm like, I'm so excited about this. But they could, they draw a sharpie on. Like they, they, yeah. you know. So there's exceptions mm-hmm. in life that we're comfortable with. Winston mm-hmm. and I are because we're like we want to enjoy our life and yes. our hard work and all the things and all that. But what is the pattern? Mm-hmm. more on a day-to-day consistent level because mm-hmm. that's what's going to stay with them the most. Mm-hmm. And so if our pattern is grandness all the time, mm-hmm. 
that's going to be their pattern. So yeah. we do limit things. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I mean, I mean, and it's small things too, where I'm like, even the convenience of like just grabbing food out, you know, and mm-hmm. we'll do that sometimes, but like, I'm like, no, I want our, like I, on a consistent basis, I want to be home with our kids. Mm-hmm. I want them to see us cook, like we're going to be as a family. Like there's these patterns that we want mm-hmm. to go into place that they know um, mm. that this is their norm. Mm-hmm. That's their norm. Their norm isn't, you know, X, Y, and Z. So, and again, and I think people can pick and choose, yeah. you know, you could go down like the kid's birthday party route. You could go down, what, you know, you can, you can pick all these places in life, Yeah. but we've just set on our consistent life pattern day to day. It's going to be as, hmm. um, low maintenance, I mm-hmm. guess you could say as possible, but we'll do some fun things. I think it's great. My grandpa used to say a treat's not a treat if you have it every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like truth to that. Yes. You can. Have have a good time. But yep, that's right. Make it you know, know something you anticipate and can enjoy. Yeah, and I would say this too. Kids, I mean, and y'all know this being parents, but I'm like, they pick up. I always say more is caught than taught. Like they mm-hmm. are watching me. So when mm-hmm. Charles says just Amazon it, he didn't say that because his sister was saying He was saying <laughs> yeah. that because I say that all the time. Like we'll just Amazon it. We'll just yeah. Amazon it. Because there's a level of convenience. Like you're saying if it breaks, like mm-hmm. oh, we'll just, you know, we can mm-hmm. replace it. Because we can. You yeah. Know, financially, we are able to do that. Um but after a while, you're like, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. So that's been our big talk probably in the last year or two has been, okay, what's like our, what's our go-to pattern life? And if the toy breaks now, like, they know Charles ripped up all, like, half of his books in his room. I, like, went up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And he said, which yeah. I was kind of proud, I was like, okay, good. He was like, they cost money. I was like, they do cost uh, money, bud. Like, oh, my gosh, and they're books. <laughs> like, I feel like that's, like, one of the most, like, sacred yeah. things in life. You just ripped all these up. Um, which is really good that this book has, we were just talking about the, the, card, the card stock on this. Okay. Oh, yeah, the quality. real thing. Yeah, yeah, the thick say, pages. Harder to rip. The harder to rip, harder um, to rip, yeah. I will so. say my cop out these days, because I've been trying to, like, practice this more intentionally with our, ki- our kids, but my daughter knows her birthday's coming up. And so she'll ask for things oh, all yeah. the time. I'm like, ask for it for your birthday. Yes. yes. And then I'm like, we'll never talk about this again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep moving. Keep yeah. moving. No, it's, yeah. And it, it, it is. It's a, it's a different world that they're growing up in mm-hmm. from, from that standpoint. But also anyone listening, regardless mm-hmm. of where you are financially, if you're listening to this, like, it's a different world. Like, it mm-hmm. is a different world in 2023 than it was than when we grew up. So mm-hmm. even that has its own challenges, too. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you are more naturally a spender yes uh how can someone who isn't a savior learn how to form healthy habits financially how have you done it yes um (laughs) so i mean there's like a there's a point with i think any level of being an adult right so whether it's your work your money anything there's a point that you have to be like, okay, I have to like, I have to be the adult here. Mm-hmm. There's a level of maturity that has to occur. And mm-hmm. there's just a truth that if you spend everything you make, yep. you're going to live paycheck to paycheck. You're more likely to mm-hmm. go deeper and deeper in debt. Uh, you're going to be, that's the financial side. And then the emotional side, you're going to be stressed. Mm-hmm. You lose sleep. Uh, marital satisfaction goes down when money stresses in the picture. I mean, like wow. there's a lot that occurs <clears throat> when that is the life. And I know a lot of people right now, it's really hard right now. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's a lot of things going yeah. on in our world right now that's really difficult. Um, so I totally acknowledge that. Um, but I do find when you have margin, there's a level of peace there that mm-hmm. you have. There is a level of security mm-hmm. that is there that you're like, okay, we're good. Uh, so for me, I fight for that where I'm like, I want to be able to like feel good at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Women's number one financial fear is the lack of security. Mm-hmm. So a lot of women would say their number one fear is 
if something happens, are we going to be okay? Mm. And I have that. Even as a spender, mm-hmm. I still have that in me where I'm like, I just want to make sure everything, like, we're going to be okay. Um, so I have that side. And then on a tactical, practical side, um, the budget, <laughs> it helps me a lot. When, yeah. you, when I do a budget every month and we have a clothing line item in the budget so I can you know, shop and enjoy and mm-hmm. I don't have to feel guilty about it or second guess. And there it is. And then once it's done... I'm like, okay, we're yeah. good. But we did, you know, kids fall clothes this this month mm-hmm. in October. And I was like, okay, I can go, you know, oldnavy.com or get, you know, wherever. I was yeah. just like grabbing a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, go to checkout. Perfect. We're good. Like, that's what we need. And that's what we have. And it's perfect. So mm. there's a level of control and permission to spend that I have mm-hmm. when it comes to a budget. But people hate the B word. They always feel like, oh my gosh, uh, they feel like it's constraining or, you know, that means you can't like live a great fun life. But it's just giving your income intentionality, right? It's just giving your income a name and you as the adult get to decide that, right? No one's dictating what is in your budget to you. Mm -hmm. You get to decide that as an adult. And so uh, that permission to spend knowing that I'm spending, but there's freedom in it because we planned it. I know what's going on and it's great. The same with vacation for us. If we go on vacation, I'm like, even as a spender, I'm like, I want to know what we're going to spend on this trip because I want to be able to enjoy Yes. The guacamole and chips by the pool. Like, I want to yes. be able to, like, enjoy my life and not think, like, oh, God, mm. are we spending too? Is this, is mm-hmm. this okay? That, that second guessing mm-hmm. is really hard. So, um, yeah, being able to enjoy it for me. Andrew and I comedically get in an argument every time we talk about a budget because <laughs> Andrew will calculate a budget monthly. But his budget is always just, like, the living expenses. Oh, yes. Yes. Period. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, we're Where, gonna have to add a little. Where's bit the to fun? That. Where's the fun in it? Yeah. What's, the title, the, what's the title? What's the title of the book? Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> I know. I know. It's uh, it's yeah. It's it's a practice to kind of get into like the rhythm. But once you have it set in like your main big categories, mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty consistent month yes. to month for the most part. But mm-hmm. it uh, yeah, it it allows me to have some some freedom. I will say who was the couple we interviewed that did the giving budgets? Those are my favorite things that I've we've taken Steve away. Steven Linda? Maybe. But they basically like they set their income yeah. even if it changes yes. every year. They have like a capped salary. Yes. But they change their giving um budgets every year in their individual to the husband and wife. Oh, that's So cool. there's so no pick. they basically said there's no asking. We just get to be generous whenever we feel like it. Yes. And I think that sounds so fun. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 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 I know. Because even for us, I'm like, Winston and I, we're so different. Winston is such a such a planner. Yep. He like loves Excel. He like, I mean, he's just, and it's funny because I teach about <laughs> money and he's more of like the nerd when it comes to everything. And for us, he like are giving. He's like, all right, yep. here, we're, here's where we're going to give. Yep. Here's our monthly, like, you know, here, here. I'm like, that's great. But also I hear about stuff in life that I'm like, we can like yes we want it so we have a spun so we have our planned giving and then we have spontaneous giving love that so in that spontaneous giving i'm like yeah oh yeah it was funny we went that to a dinner <laughs> and they like explained you know it was it was foster care stuff you know and oh. i was like oh my gosh and they were like just take a bathroom break if you you know yeah talk to your spouse winston and i he was like write your number down and i was like i was basically yeah. i was like just cash out my <laughs> 401k i was like just give it all just give it all you know yeah. we laugh because he was like home oh, babe mm. uh not that he's not a generous yeah. person but he's just like you know way more methodical he wants to research, make sure everything is actually legitimate. He yep. wants to say, I mean, he does, which is great. I'm like, there is a level uh, and we're people of, of faith. And so like, we do see our stuff as gods. Like yeah. we are managing all of this for him. So, and Winston does, he's like, this is, we're not going to just like 
freely give to something if we don't know it's legitimately being yeah. used well. Mm. I'm like, I hear that, but also <laughs> yes. there's things that come up that I'm like, I just want to. I'm the impulsive to giver. Yes, I'm me like, too. Yeah. Yes, here you That's go. Right. Totally, totally. Yeah, <laughs> give me your Venmo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> your yeah. Venmo. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I, I don't know if it was uh, I, I forget if it was you going through your specific budget or doing like a budget audit, but you do such a good job at like going line by line. I was watching something where oh, you were yes. like, hey, you could probably decrease this or, you know, this is a necessity. So that has to stay the same. But someone was trying to, you know, lock in their budget. You did a great job with that. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We do a lot of these kind of looking over budgets because yeah. everyone's situation is so different. And especially people have financial goals because what I find is so many people, they don't have the margin. They don't yeah. get to the end of the mm -hmm. month and have like a surplus to be able to use. So it is going through and it's hard, right? It is yeah. hard when you're like, okay, if I'm choosing to have a, you know, a season to save up three months of expenses mm -hmm. or if I'm trying to get out of debt. Like if it's these big goals, sacrifice usually almost always, unless you're like winning the lottery, is required. And yeah. so that's a hard thing. And, you know, for people listening or watching, I'm like, for a lot of people, that's what they're experiencing. That they're mm -hmm. like, I have to cut something that I'm not used to. Mm -hmm. Cutting and actually decreasing lifestyle, which is the kind of what we were talking about on mm -hmm. the other end of the spectrum is when you have to go down in lifestyle, mm -hmm. that that's a level of contentment you have to have. That's mm -hmm. the power of contentment that plays in, that you're like, yep, mm -hmm. we can decrease that and mm -hmm. we're gonna be okay. And we're gonna be okay. And for a season, right? Because I don't want people to live like that forever, ever. Right. It's part of getting out of debt is to enjoy your income. And so, uh, but for a season, it's it's hard. But what's crazy is people that do it mm -hmm. and they go on a journey. It takes on average 18 to 24 months to get completely out of debt for the average person that's doing it. And so for two years of living, not going mm -hmm. out to eat as much, not doing the spontaneous Amazon purchases, not going on vacation, not doing these things. It's amazing. People coming out are like, we don't need all this. Like, yeah. we don't even want to bring it back in because we're fine. Mm -hmm. You know, so like it's it's such an interesting paradox. So it's a it's a cool thing to yeah. watch. So to help people kind of walk through that with their numbers. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love to do that. I know Ramsey has a million different products and tools that people can uh look into for those listening we'll link that down below but you guys have some amazing oh thank you you know things that people can can use to help them get out of a pinch or yep. work towards financial goals but i think it was abraham lincoln said that discipline is choosing what you want most over what you want now mm. and i just love that of like yeah so good the sacrifice is worth it because i you know ultimately i'll get what i want most that's right um yeah so good I think between you and your husband, I would be curious, what's the, I always get nervous asking this question, what's the biggest point of contention mm. around finances? Um, I would Not say- Not spark arguments. Oh, no. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he actually probably have way more, <laughs> way more good stuff to say than I would. Um, I would say his, uh, do I do the Enneagram? We have, yes. Okay, we always okay. forget our numbers. Oh, okay, so. okay, okay uh, yeah. yeah, never mind. Then this one, I won't do that. Um, so yeah, so Winston is more of a, he's more of a scarcity mindset. Yep. More uh, hold and think mm -hmm. and wait, mm -hmm. patience. Let's watch it play out. Let's, you know, it, that's more his, where I'm like, I remember our premarital counselor mm -hmm. was like, Rachel's very urgent. Like, this yeah. is going to be an issue in life. And so we use that all the time. I'm like, I am. Urge. I'm, I'm urgent. I'm like, oh, yeah. Something I'm like, bye. Oh, yeah, that's great. Or give, yeah, we'll give it. Like, I, I just am impulsive. People say impulsive. I like urgent better. Urgent. Um, I like urgent a lot. So, yeah. It's, uh, and it's very real. And so when my, when I am urgent and I want to buy something, yep. 
oh, it comes up. And it's funny because even if it's in the budget, quote unquote, you're yeah. fine. But he'll be like, okay, so is that, and it's not like overly questioning, but it's like, okay, do we have to do that today? Like, yeah. really? To, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll just, we'll just you know, da, 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 da. And he's like, yeah. oh my gosh, Rachel. So it's more of the method at which I handle money or spend money. Okay. And the method at which he handles and spends money that I, it's so opposite. Okay. It's so opposite. So uh, it's more of a annoyance yeah. <laughs> of like, oh my gosh. <laughs> then like a all out fight. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. really, for the most part, financially, we're pretty like on the same page. We have a goal. We're doing a pool in our yard. Like we have we have things we're working towards and we've really worked as a team. But the way we go about it is mm -hmm. so different. And so that's a natural like, oh, man. What do you think is the like most crucial financial conversation um, couples are missing like early on? Oh, gosh. Oh, I think the biggest one, it's the one I get the most hate for. So it is what it is, uh, is, is seeing yourself as a team and being one. There's so many couples that mm -hmm. live separately financially. Mm. Um, and I would argue in studies now have proven it, which I love having a scientific study <laughs> to back yes. up what I feel like is right, is, is the unity. The unity piece in marriage is huge. It's huge. And for a lot of people, they live on separate tracks. Mm -hmm. And there's something about money. Because, again, it's not about the money. Yeah. It's about so much. So if you're a couple that is, you have your own goals. And granted, you, you're going to have your own individual yeah. stuff. I get that. But but from a tactical standpoint, sharing a checking account. I mean, like, mm -hmm. you, you're working towards the same goal together. You guys as a team, you get there so much faster financially. You win so much faster financially. And it does something to your marriage. When you let go of something like money. Mm-hmm. And you say, yep, what, what's mine is yours, what yours is mine. And we are in this life together. We are locking arms, full-fledged, here I am, here you are. We are all in as one. It's, it, it changes the dynamic. And I say that, too, because we have so many people that do debt-free screams on the Ramsey mm -hmm. Show, meaning they've gotten out of debt, and they come and they do a big like debt-free scream um, on our show. And, I mean, nine out of ten of them are like, our marriage is better. Mm. And we're like, we didn't teach a marriage class. Yeah. You went through, <laughs> yeah. like, a money process. But they, for the first time, were on the same page. And it's a beautiful thing. So, are you talking about prenups? That. Is that, do I, are you talking about prenups? Uh, like, not necessarily. We can talk about, no, I'm a uh, shared checking account. Okay. Okay. She's saying so just, just like split finances. So, like when your income comes in in the month, gotcha. That okay. you guys see it as one. Yeah. It's one pot. We're all working out of the same thing. Gotcha. For some couples, it's he has his income, she has her income. They split the house bills. Like she pays for X, Y, and Z, he pays for X, Y, and Z, and they live separately financially. Do you mind? What's your What's your take on prenups? Prenups, I, I'm not overly angry with. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say. I'd say for majority of people, they're unnecessary. Mm -hmm. If there is an equal, if there's an unequal amount of wealth going into a marriage, I think that they're okay. I think that's okay, just to say. And yeah. and what we have found is honestly, it's not really the person you're marrying that you're protecting yourself from. It's usually like their family mm -hmm. and other people that come out of the woodworks. That if something were to happen everyone else tries mm -hmm. to grab. So so again, if there's an unequal amount of uh, wealth coming into a marriage, yeah. I would be I would be okay with it. But if it's some guy, sorry, I don't know why I'm picking on a guy. No. And he's like, my truck, I want my truck in the prenup. I'm like, dude, it's your truck. No, yeah. like, no, yeah. no. Yeah. But that, or we've seen within family business, if mm -hmm. someone owns stock in a family business, they uh, want to protect that, keep that within the family. I get that, you know. Um, I could be honest though, Winston, we didn't, he didn't sign a prenup. 
none of our yeah within the Ramses. No one has signed a prenup to marry into the Ramses. But I see how people do, and I'm not like overly mad about it. Yeah. Well, we did. We actually did an episode on this, um, and it was because of the the psychological mm-hmm. side effect of saying mm. we're all in. I think that when that's the end goal, when that's like how the story ends, it backfills everything yeah. else. Like, yeah. it's like okay, well, hey, we have to. And I, I think yes, there's, I there's probably situations where prenups are. Yes, yeah. and again, I think for it's not it's not for majority of people. Yeah. yeah. So if you're just yeah, both marrying, you both got your student loan debt, you both got you know yeah. maybe a few you know, couple thousand hundreds. Of, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Whatever. Yeah. Ten thousand dollars and what I don't know. You can make up the scenario. Yeah. yeah. For majority of people, I would say no. But if there is um, significant difference, yeah. Uh, there's a love me that I could see how that plays into it. Okay. I feel like we'll just throw ourselves in the same fire that you were saying. Oh, yeah. Where you get yeah, a lot yeah. of hate, hate, but I couldn't, I could not fathom having separate accounts. Yeah. Because the complexity of like, it's a secret to a certain extent. It's a complexity because it's like, well, what have you earned or deserved to be split in half? It even pulls up the ideas of like, stay at home moms whose like the sole income might be coming from a husband. If you feel that unequal weight in your finances, yes. that can be debilitating. Oh yeah. Oh, I think it's I think it's it, it plays into mm. so much. It plays into so much of your viewpoints because what ends up happening from a tactile standpoint, you end up being roommates. Yeah. Where you're like, you're paying this, you're paying <laughs> yes. that. And then and and again, people's argument is um well, and again, if there's I'll say this to the asterisk, if there's addiction, if there's if yeah. you're getting legally separate, like if there's things that you need to protect yourself, yeah, absolutely. And we hear those stories, which yes. is so terrible, but you have to protect yourself in certain situations. So I'm all for that. But again, for majority of people, they're mm-hmm. just living your life. Yeah, you're 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 choosing to live yeah. a separate life to a degree. Yeah. And and it's like, well, I don't want him to, you know, I don't want him to nag me about this. Well, I'm like, okay, it's not a money issue. Yeah. You have a husband who's nagging you. Why? Is it because you're yes urgent and spending (laughs) way more than what y'all agreed or or is he a jerk and we need to work on the jerk or the or the fact that you're doing whatever you want and you can't do that so like those are the issues it's not the fact that you're joining an account it's the fact you know what i mean so like it's there's always issues underneath it and i think that's the key and people are like well we just fight less because we have separate accounts i'm like no you're avoiding the thing that you actually should be fighting about fighting Mm. conflict creates so much intimacy yeah you create something so much greater and richer and deeper when you're doing, when you're actually fighting about it, like mm-hmm. fight about it, figure it out, bring a third party in, like mm-hmm. do the hard work. Don't just avoid it and live separate lives. But yeah, I had a, That's I huge. had a real, and it, I don't know, I think it's like, like 5 million views. Everything is like, this girl's crazy. I mean, I, I went through the comments the other day. I was like, oh no, <laughs> these people do, do not like me. I mean, they, <laughs> it was, it was. That's so sad though, because that means people are going into marriage and relationships separate. Like, Again, we've done a podcast about like when we got married, there was conversations on side parties of like prenups and separate accounts. And for both of us, it was like, no, I'm, I'm getting we're married. All in. Yeah. Yeah. This is, we're a, a whole. Yes. Yes. And yes. It, that is fascinating to me oh, that yeah. that would be so divisive. Oh, it's the number one thing. I could say like cut up your credit cards <laughs> or have a, the same account as your spouse <laughs> and they hate me for the, the spousal one. Yeah. So I love that idea of like work through the the friction in the relationship. Yeah. That's been a revelation I've had. We're seven and a half years into marriage and yes. I just realized this. So yes. 
yeah, I guess I'm slow. But no. um, is the fact that I used to get frustrated at Sean not understanding my perspective on whatever it is, money yeah. included. And now I'm like, oh, actually, it's so helpful to have mm-hmm. her her perspective mm. balance out mine. I would be a train if I got to do if I did all the things that <laughs> yes. I wanted to do. It'd be a train wreck. Totally. She totally. keeps me in line, and it it creates this teamwork, this beautiful compromise that both people win when you have yes. both people's perspective yep. weighed in. I actually am while we're on this subject because this is interesting. I've never even considered doing things a different way than what we're doing in a lot of ways of like splitting accounts that's literally never even come to my mind um but our situation is let's just we have one shared personal account yeah we have a business account we have a debit card and we have a credit card this is our financial audit right now how many credit cards do you have babe look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You want to tell her right now? You want to tell her? He's getting the Southwest. I'm just kidding. And I never even had the thought of splitting accounts, but I'm, I'm... happy with like there's nothing about me that's discontent about this situation really and we usually have a monthly give or take yeah. maybe like for every four to six weeks touch base we of, i will say something that i've been proud of personally as we sit here and talk about this <laughs> is when we got married mm-hmm. i had a very unhealthy relationship with finances i didn't want to talk about it i didn't yep. want to know all of my stability came from looking at a number it was yep. an identity yes and yes we have worked so hard to communicate through everything. Like, why do I feel like mm-hmm. Andrew? How many years ago was that? The credit cards. Oh, because uh, because uh, I, I listened to because of them. Yeah, <laughs> he, we were like pulling up to a movie theater <laughs> one night, and he's like, "I'm cutting up our credit cards tonight." And I was like, I did it "Okay, wrong. I did it wrong." Okay, <laughs> and I had a panic attack, and <laughs> this is before I was like comfortable with. My, I was like, "Yeah, you're making a drastic um, change," and I yeah. no, no, we're not. And I was like, how do you expect me to go get groceries? And he's like, well, you're going to go to the bank. You're going to get money out. And then you're going <laughs> to With the envelope. And you're going to pay with cash. <laughs> and I was like, we brainwashed Andrew and he didn't. <laughs> totally, yes, yes. We have since come That's so funny. very far. But it is kind of like you were saying. It's never about it's never about money. Right. It's right. about something far deeper. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I would agree with you. I'm proud of like we've implemented a lot of it and it's been huge you've worked on it yeah like that's the thing is i'm like you could have felt like oh my gosh i don't want to talk about it uh i feel this this and this and for i would say a lot of people they that that's where they stay yeah do you know what i mean so honestly pushing into it is really hard work but it gives you more stability oh so much knowing you have like an understanding of it. that's right that's right yes yeah yeah the avoidance the um yeah, because I find a lot of people they're like I don't even want to. They don't even want to look at what they owe. No, sometimes because it's like I would rather <laughs> just avoid because not knowing feels better than knowing, and that's some people's yeah. thing. And I'm like, you got it. You have to face the every number. once in a while. I still feel that you have to face the I'm number. Like, I don't want to know t- this month. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, just, yeah, yes, I yes. Don't. I would rather just have my yeah. head in the sand. All right, so you've written two New York Times bestsellers. Congrats! About also- to be a third. 
Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. see on the kids, yes. the kids side. It's gonna be a third. This is your first kids book, though. Yes, it is. Yeah. What made you want to write it? Um, as a parent, I, I mean, we, re- we I read to my kid way more to my first than my third. My, my poor son is probably was ripping books. Like I don't know what these are. No one reads to me. Nobody reads to me. <laughs> That'll be our third. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it goes downhill real quick. I'll just say that that third. Hey, it's, it is something. But I just remember with my girls, like reading at night to them. I was like, man. I selfishly, as a parent, I'm like, I loved a story. And there was like, there's a couple in my head right now that I know that at the end, it like speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that, mm-hmm. I needed that message. I wanted that message. Mm. And so I thought, okay, there needs to be a great, sweet kids book with, I wanted animals. I was mm-hmm. like, I want it, you know, I, I, I want this like kind of magical feel to it. But, and I want my kids to hear this message. Uh, but I also want the parent or mm-hmm. the caregiver, the grandparent, whoever, and uncle who's reading it to walk away and be like, oh, my gosh, I needed that, too. And mm-hmm. so what's been fun on our team, people have kind of you know, read through it and stuff. And, yeah, a few a few people are like, oh, my gosh, it made me tear up. And I'm like, Aww. oh, good, I did my job. Yeah. I'm like, I want it to touch something yeah. in us, too, uh, just as a simple reminder. So it rhymes. That was a big Perfect. thing. And it's really short. So you're welcome. Great. <laughs> I don't know about you, but especially around the four-year-old age when you go to bed and they, your kids pick out the longest. Oh, yeah. No. So, Sean, that's why I did this. Yeah. I'm like, it's oh, terrible. honey. And I'm like trying to skip pages and she'll be like, mommy, you skipped a page. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, they start to Good. know. I know. Good. And you're like, and we're um, back here. Well, I do want to say thank you for the book because it is shocking once you become a parent how many like not good books there are for kids. Oh, right. <laughs> Where you start reading something and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? This is like. Not nice. Can I tell you, the one that like scarred our family was Llama Llama Red Pajama. Everyone was like, loves that book. Really? And my oldest like freaked out because she was like, mommy, are you something with the phone, all that? So now every kid's book, I'm like, I am reading this through. Is this going to scare my kid? Yeah. Or make them think they need to be scared? Oh, yeah. We went through this whole thing. And so I understand. There's the one great kids that just scarred me like to my core. I don't know what it's called. Um, It's like this. It's a beautiful book, but... It's a it's like a ballerina on the front. I'll have to get you the name of it. But it was all about how this young girl, like four or five years old, yeah. was made fun of because she's so large. Oh, no. But it like, it doesn't give any... Redemption. No. Oh, jeez. And I was like, uh... We're not. Yeah, gonna we're not gonna. We're, we're so Rachel's away. Book, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I feel you though. Yeah, I've read some stuff, and I'm like, and we may not read that one again. Yeah. Yep. But yep. thank you, and yes, congratulations. Thank you. Um, thank also, you. we're so excited to see you. At, I know. Y'all, in a couple for weeks. Having me. Oh yes, and for yeah. the event. I know. Um, I'm really excited. And your podcast. Yes. We will link everything in the description below. Thank but you. But please tell people where you can find you. Yes. So the Rachel Cruz show is on yes. podcast and YouTube, and then we have a newer show called Smart Money Happy Hour. It's been out for a year. So it's another one of our Ramsey personalities, George Camel. And so we do one once a week and we just have a happy hour. We have a cocktail and we talk about Amazing. pop culture, current events, mm-hmm. and money. So how money ties into our – so it's a, it's a fun one. So That's if you're awesome. kind of new to the money conversation, you're like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I want to dive all the way into like the really tactical stuff, listen to Smart Money Happy Hour because it'll kind of – we do some teaching in there, but it's really light I'll and listen fun. to that one. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It is. I, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Andrew will take the deeper one. Yeah. <laughs> just glad to know you thanks for t- giving Aww. us the time <laughs> yeah. it is amazing thanks like, for having me on it's so helpful you know whether people fully agree with your yeah. style or not i think it's so helpful to have i guess a gauge to kind of mm-hmm. s- reference and say oh i like that but i don't like this and 
I think what you guys teach is really, really helpful and has helped, obviously helped like millions of people. So thanks for all you do. If you listening want to check out I'm Glad for What I Have, Rachel's newest book, then we'll link it down below. November 7th. That's right. Yes. November 7th. It's out. Anyway, this was fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Could we just Come do on. a mic check and say your name, Rachel? Yep. Check one, two. Check, check. Rachel Cruz. And then can you say go doors? No. <laughs> go doors? Is that what you said? And then anchor, Vanderbilt. anchor down. Oh, but, anchor down. But you said it, though. You said it, though. I'll she say go said balls. It. I'll say go balls. I'll say, I'll say go balls. I literally <laughs> saw that in your bio, and I was like, he's going to do this whole thing. <laughs> say, uh, we got it on tape. We got it on tape. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, I was kidding. So uh, good. It's a, you know, we're we're small fish in a huge pond. I know. Y'all do great, so. though. Thank you for Y'all the... like... Is that what... Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you I feel so good and warm and fuzzy oh, right now. Good. Can you go to UT? All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.